0: Probably Worth Sharing is a reader-supported publication, so please consider a free or paid subscription to support my work and enable me to buy some fancy beans. Let's spend time with Marco, but the food is the star, so it's probably worth sharing! I would like you to reconsider the humble bean. Beans are often seen as an also-ram. Beans are a side dish. Beans are a component of a meat dish. Beans are something that only hippies and vegans eat for their main course. Beans are the probably fine but not great alternative to what you actually want to eat. And they make you fart. But I'm here to tell you that beans can be more delicious than their meat alternatives, and I have the recipes to prove it. I'm here with science to take the farts out of beans. And I'm here to show you how to care for your beans the way beans care for our planet. I'm not here to tell you to replace all of your meat consumption with beans, but I do believe if you try these recipes, you will add beans to your rotation a few times a week just because they taste good. I love beans. I have bean art. I have a bean sofa. And I want you to love beans as much as I do. I make a different kind of dried bean from Rancho Gordo every week. I have no relationship with Rancho Gordo, but I really like their heirloom beans. Shipping to Canada is expensive, so I only buy their beans twice a year. I get 26 bags at a time, which maximizes flat rate shipping, and that gives me one bag of beans for every week of the year. Trying new beans is fun for me. I value novelty, and it's important for me to support biodiversity in our food system. This is one of the reasons why heirloom varieties are a good thing for me to buy. And while they seem expensive at $10 per one-pound bag, these fancy beans make affordable meals. Each bag of beans makes 6 to 8 cups or 3 pounds of cooked beans, which is only $1.60 per serving, for delicious, high-protein, fancy beans. And if these prices scandalize you, you can buy great beans from farm-traceable Canadian-grown farms— like Flowerist for $7 a pound, or Oak Manor for $3 a pound. You can, of course, buy non-organic beans grown elsewhere in the world for $1 a pound, but I would encourage you to buy locally grown organic products if that's something that matters to you and you can afford it. One last sales pitch for the fancy beans. A whole chicken yields only 45% of its weight as meat, so you need to spend $15 to $25 on a 6.5 pound chicken to get the same amount of meat as you get food from one pound of dried beans. Sure, you can use the chicken bones to make broth, but beans make broth too, and it is delicious. We treat meat and plant proteins differently in our hearts, on our plates, and in our recipes. You might dry brine a whole chicken overnight in the fridge, roast it with aromatic vegetables, and serve it with a sauce made from the drippings. You might then turn the meat into chicken pot pie filling and turn the bones into broth you're transforming the chicken with care and time and attention. But with beans, so many people just open a can, throw it in a pot, and hope for the best. Just stop and think about that for a minute. If someone told you that they don't like chicken and their only experience was opening a can of chicken, which does exist, would you accept that they don't like chicken? You probably wouldn't. You would describe to them what a roast chicken is and you would probably make them a roast chicken. And brothy beans are the roast chicken of beans. Baked beans are like the pulled pork of beans. Shakshuka doesn't have or even need a meat equivalent because it is incomparably delicious. Homemade soy milk will change your feelings on soy, and making your own hummus will save you so much money. Hummus doesn't get a sales pitch because everybody already likes hummus. I have recipes for all these things in the newsletter and on my website. The main reason to add beans to your recipe rotation is because they're delicious. You can also eat beans because they're good for you, you can eat beans because they help rebuild our soil and remove nitrogen from the atmosphere, and nitrogen is 300 times more potent at trapping heat in the earth than carbon dioxide. You can eat beans because they're more affordable, but mostly you should eat beans because beans are magic. and. You should believe in magic. Objection handling. In my previous work, I was the CEO of a tech startup, and I had to wear both sales and marketing hats all of the time. Product positioning and objection handling were the tactics we needed. In most sales situations, you aren't actually selling against another product, but against the status quo, the let's change nothing option. Because it's actually really hard to get people to change their habits, and that's especially true in food. Some of these habits are things we've had our whole life. And beans have a lot of objections. So let's handle them. One of the main questions is, how do I know what kind of beans to use in each recipe? And the short answer is, you can cook any dried bean in the brothy bean method, and they will be so delicious. Once cooked, you can then decide how you're going to use the beans. And Beans are a little difficult to categorize because their shape, size, and color don't always align to their flavor, density, or how they're traditionally used. If you're trying to swap a bean, look at how they're described. Like bean density. Are they firm? Do they hold their shape when they're cooked for a long time? Are they soft and creamy but fall apart if they're cooked for too long? How do they taste? Are they mild-tasting or nutty? And how big are they? Are you using large beans or small beans? And again, you can get away with using any bean in any recipe, but a mild creamy bean will make better baked beans because they absorb all the other flavors. And a earthy, nutty, dense bean is going to make better refried beans because they taste like beans. Follow the recipe recommendations or swap with what you have or use what you like. They're your beans. When you have a bag of beans you don't know what to do with, you can make soup, or stew, or dip, or baked beans, chili, paste fagioli, pasoya, feoa, refried beans, bean salad, bean curry, daifuku, beans and rice, bean protein bowls, or simply put beans on toast. There are countless ways to make beans. What about bean myths? There are a lot of myths out there about beans, and I want to try to dispel some of them. Myth number one, beans make you fart. This is true, but it's preventable. Beans are high in fiber, which your gut microbiome needs to keep you healthy. Studies have shown that the fiber in beans helps improve heart health, likely because it feeds your gut microbiome, which then produces beneficial compounds for you. This fiber also helps keep you regular, which means you're going to fit into your nice pants. If you aren't already getting enough fiber in your diet, adjusting to have more fiber will cause gas, but that's going to happen from any fiber that you eat, not just from beans. And fiber isn't really the cause of the vicious farts that beans unleash upon the world. It's from a sugar called raffinose. Raffinose can't be digested by your body, because humans don't make the digestive enzyme for it. So as it makes its way through your digestive system, your microbiome feasts upon it, and produces gas as a result. Your own methane emissions. There is a solution, an enzyme called alpha-D galactosidase, which converts raffinose into glucose or simple sugar. By soaking dried beans with kombu, a type of seaweed which contains alpha-D galactosidase, you'll make beans more digestible. Since the raffinose converts into glucose, the beans also become sweeter, which means they taste better. If you do use kombu when soaking the beans you must remove it before cooking the beans or it will become incredibly bitter once it's boiled it's the kind of bitterness you can't ever remove some brands of canned beans like eden organic actually include kombu in their canning process if you're looking to buy dried kombu you can also buy it from eden organic and fun fact beano the anti-gas pill that nuns take when they eat beans has only one ingredient, the enzyme alpha-D-galactosidase. So save your money and use seaweed. Alpha-D-galactosidase is also the name of an intergalactic traveler with toxic masculinity and a penchant for side eyes, which is higher remembered how to pronounce it for this article. Speaking of toxic traits, myth number two, beans are toxic. This is both correct but misleading. Once boiled for 10 minutes, beans have no appreciable toxins. Canned beans are already heat-treated as part of the canning process, so to safety right from the can. All beans, but particularly red kidney beans, contain phytohemagglutinin, or PHA, which is a type of lectin, and a lectin is a type of protein. PHA will cause nausea, vomiting, cramping, and diarrhea, so if you eat uncooked beans, they will hurt. Since PHA is a protein, it denatures or breaks down completely at boiling point. And all beans must be brought to a boiling point for at least 10 minutes to ensure the PHA is broken down all the way through to the center of the bean. Some guidelines also say to discard the bean soaking liquid since PHA is water soluble, so more of it will be in the bean soaking liquid. But since you're boiling that anyway, it's going to break down. So as long as you brought your beans to a boil, your bean soaking liquid will be fine to keep, and it includes a ton of beneficial flavors, nutrients, and proteins, so I always keep mine. The only time I discard it is with red kidney beans because red kidney beans contain 25 times more PHA than any other bean, so you want to make sure you drain and rinse red kidney beans specifically. Phytohemagglutinin is also a character in my space opera about beans. Myth number three, you can safely cook beans in slow cookers and instant pots. The FDA does not recommend using a slow cooker for dried beans because they may not get hot enough to remove all of the PHA from beans, particularly if you're using the lower slower temperatures. If you want to cook a bean recipe in a slow cooker, please use canned beans or boil your beans for 10 minutes before proceeding with the rest of the recipe in the slow cooker. You can cook beans right from dry in an instant pot, but you should cook them for at least 45 minutes at high pressure to ensure the PHA is completely eliminated. Since pressure cookers reach boiling point at a lower temperature than on a stove, you need that extra time to make sure all of the PHA is cooked out. Many instant pot recipes are 20-minute meals, which is super appealing, but if you make that recipe and you have cramps, you probably need to cook your beans longer. So cook them for at least 45 minutes. Myth number four, you don't have to soak your beans, and you do have to soak your beans. Soaking your beans is optional, but it adds a lot of value if you remember to do it. As mentioned earlier, if you soak your beans with kombu, the enzyme alpha-D galactosidase converts raffinose into glucose. This makes the beans taste sweeter and reduces how much gas you'll produce, meaning you can eat more beans without becoming uncomfortable. And and you can't boil kombu, so you have to do it before you cook the beans. If you soak beans for at least 4 hours, but ideally overnight, it will help them slowly absorb the water, which means they'll grow at a slower pace. Beans actually triple in size as they absorb water. So this is going to give you a better texture and also prevent the beans from breaking apart. Soaking beans will cut your cooking time and therefore your energy costs by more than half. Soaking beans also pulls most of the PHA out of the beans, because it is a water-soluble protein. This means that the PHA will break down much faster, and again, this is why the instant pot method needs a longer cook time. You can also soak your beans in salty water, which makes them taste better, and they will cook 20% faster. Which gets to our next myth. When should you salt beans and does it change the texture? There are so many myths around salting beans. Like, adding salt too soon will make your beans hard. Not salting them until the end will make them bland. You should salt in stages, adding a little bit every single time. You should only salt after cooking, and everyone disagrees, but researchers in Manitoba did the science. Soaking beans in a 2% salt water solution results in creamier, Softer, tastier beans that cook 20% faster. And this makes total sense because salt attracts water, and as salt is pulled into the center of the beans, it would pull even more water into the bean. Science! Another myth, beans never go bad. If your beans are still hard after cooking them for a very long time, it's likely because you have questionably old beans, which are really only good for pie weights. Beans that are older than three years old will rarely get soft, no matter how long you cook them. This is another great benefit of buying beans from local or heirloom bean suppliers. Their beans are relatively fresh. I know it's a confusing sentence, but you want fresh, dry beans. Another myth about beans is that they're not a complete protein. There are nine essential amino acids the human body needs to function. When all of these are present in the same food at the same time, it is referred to as a complete protein. Many people will then use this to say that beans are not a complete protein, which is factually correct but also misleading. What your body needs is a balanced amount of all nine amino acids. These amino acids can come from a wide variety of foods throughout your day in your regular diet, across a day, across a week. They don't have to be in the same bite. Every bean is different, but most of them lack methionine and have lower amounts of leucine and valine. So if you eat foods other than beans, like wheat, oats, spinach, nuts, or seeds, you're getting what your body needs. Enough of my Phacelus vulgaris jokes. You will find the written recipes within the Substack newsletter, there's a link in the show notes, and you'll also find all the recipes on my website. I've put together recipes for brothy beans, baked beans, hummus, and soy milk. I hope you enjoy them, and I will talk to you next week. It's probably worth sharing.